everyone. Welcome back to episode five of Making Sense of Sense. Can't believe we're already five episodes in if you're new here or have been with us since the very first ancient episode of Numero Uno. Welcome and hello again. It's always great to know people are investing in their future selves. No pun intended. It is and offers the best and highest ROI after all, paying dividends for a lifetime. Well, jumping straight into the markets, if you haven't heard recently, inflation came in hot as expected once again for the month of September with the CPI reading riding close to a 40-year high of 8.2% with a 0.4% increase down from 8.3% despite all the numerous rate hikes the Fed has already engaged in this year alone, 2022, as recently as last month of 75 basis points. This CPI reading is excluding volatile food and energy prices, which rose 0.6% um, in the last month. So core inflation is currently at 6.6%. The major concerns arising from this lie in the Fed's anticipated moves of another set of higher hikes of 75 basis points, presumably, into November and into the coming months, into 2023. The economy right now is full of paradoxes, and I think that's the best way to sum it up, um, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> While inflation is hot, on the contrary, spending rates have plummeted. All the while, economic growth has slowed, but the job market is still extremely fierce with unemployment at truly record levels compared to pre-pandemic. So what's going on in the economy these days? Well, that's a good question because no one knows since it's a paradox after all. Luckily, with unemployment at record lows, spending that's going on, like there's lockdown or something from, from in the world um, during a pandemic and now this massive revenge spending, all the while banks are, are bracing themselves for a rocky 2023 and Q3 earnings are expected to be weaker than, than expected. How do we really brace for such a storm? Uh, where there are various headwinds and tailwinds pulling us back and forth. All we know is that um, somewhat of a guarantee is that the dollar is surging, which means if we want to book that vacation to the south of France or Greece as an American tourist, not foreigner, uh, not foreign exporter in particular, who's really dealing with higher prices on the dollar right now, go ahead and book that trip uh, to take advantage of great travel deals with a strong dollar while it lasts with these deep discounts. Plus, another guarantee is with higher short-term rates, cash is finally king now, and you don't need to settle anymore for bottom rock interest rates, that's hard to say, um, that won't pay, that really will pay off your debt now um, or mortgage off. Um, that's one of the beneficial signs of inflation where too many dollars are ultimately chasing too few goods and debt naturally erodes away all thanks to higher prices. So there are always silver linings to be found. Just have to look and dig deep into them. Once again, um, good and bad reasons. Um, hence, hence a paradox in this world. Higher prices, lower debt. Um, pick your poison. Diving a bit deeper into the inflationary report, if you want to hear more about how everything is raising in prices and, and hurting the wallet, things like shelter, also known as, as housing for those in, in the 21st century, uh, was a large contributor 
uh, to inflation alongside food and medical bills. Rent um, inflation, where here at least in, in New York City, is soaring to a median average rent price uh, per month of almost 5000 um, has risen in 18 out of the past 19 months. Uh, please fact check that, but that's just something that I read um, in the Times, 18 out of, of 19 months um, rents have soared. So grocery bills are also an issue uh, with inflation, of course, at least for now. The bright side I've been thinking about is being able to cut back on poultry and expensive luxury polo type dining uh, that you can finally lose those pandemic pounds. Um um, as well, and, and spend more uh, time on your Peloton, um, given higher prices um, in the grocery store aisles. Always a silver lining if you look at it. <laughs> and now on another front, given the midterm elections are right around the corner um, on election day, November 8th, this inflationary report is a key figure in the race um, since it's the last one before midterms and something to point out for, for sure. Um, and in other news, what I thought was interesting, especially for millennials who are now bracing for their second recession, um, if, it, if it ends up happening, of course, in 2023, past the great financial crisis that they had endured uh, when they were around my age in 2008, 2009, um, is, is that I'm finding and reading about the rich millennials are turning their backs to the stock market now and tapping into alternatives so stepping away from risk-adjusted returns with equities, uh, which are plummeting right now um, since they rely on future expected earnings and, and cheap capital and borrowing. And they're tapping into alternatives such as crypto, real estate, and private equity, also, also venture debt as well um, these days. Hooray, <laughs> diversification. It's a good thing uh, that there's a wave of also democratization um, of all these platforms these days, from real estate crowdfunding to masterworks with artwork um, that was typically only reserved for accredited type of investors, um, and, and being able to allow these platforms to help us diversify away from the traditional equity markets and, and really save us from these market jitters. <laughs> Speaking of massive market volatility. Retirement portfolios are currently getting slammed. This is one of the worst times to actually retire, especially um, if you solely rely on your 401k, 403b, any retirement account that you hold. Um, and also for Kathy Wood's ARK Invest Fund, which is heavily dominated in tech giants from uh, from Meta to the FANGs, FAMS, FAMS with, with now Meta, not Facebook. <laughs> um, and they always go back and forth. Is it FANGs or FAMS with an M? Let me know in the comments, um, which her ARK Invest is close uh, down close to like 60%, um, I read in the journal. Uh, this is why you shouldn't allocate more than 30% of your net worth into one investment, folks, after all. <laughs> so with that, with that being said, uh, being able to diversify away from risk assets such as wealthy millennials uh, are doing nowadays and, and teaching us through many platforms with artwork, farmland, and, and real estate crowdfunding opportunities, alongside just building an emergency fund account and savings, equivalent to roughly six to 12 months of living expenses and cash. And of course, diversifying away from your regular income streams is really important. So what do I mean by that? So let's say you work in engineering, 
don't load up on all the tech behemoths in your portfolio, since your portfolio will mimic the waves of your public corporation's stock price. <laughs> you want non-correlated investment returns to ultimately hedge against the risk presented after all. So instead, hence diversify <laughs> at any age, at any stage. That rhymes. Cool. <laughs> Anyways, uh, while financial institutions besides JP Morgan Chase haven't revealed their year-end targets for the major benchmarks and indexes yet, Jamie Dimon right now, uh, what I've heard is pretty bearish on how equities are predicting um, for the year to come with the S&P. Uh, he's predicting close to uh, close uh, to close out the year, uh, roughly 20% lower. Uh, but on the backbone of this, with inflation still hot as ever, as consumers um, are really not letting up, you may be wondering what will actually allow the Fed to easily engineer a smooth, soft landing without plunging the economy into a recession. Well, it starts with unpacking and understanding the various headwinds tailwinds, and of course, classic paradoxes around the economy, which are causing confusion, angst, excitement, all the emotions across the board. Speaking of excitement, curious how many of you guys are actually holiday shoppers already. Uh, it's, it's never too early to start, as I've heard from some of my friends. Let us know in the comments below if you took advantage of Amazon's October Prime Day Festival. Heard it didn't go too well. Um, and sales were lower than the prime day back in, in August, I believe, at some time in the summer. I heard it was wild, though, as always. I, I wasn't a part of it. But, but you know, anytime there are sales online and, and massive deals, everything tends to shut down and break for a while. And then we panic online that we don't have service. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to the paradoxes of life and especially the economy. So diving into my latest article on the various paradoxes presented in the markets today, as mentioned above and previously with just inflation as, as hot as ever, uh, and I'm sure you're feeling it at the pump to the grocery store everywhere, consumers are being relentless shoppers right now. And I find that they're spending like it's 1999. <laughs> While I wasn't around then, it, that's a saying, and I think we can easily compare it to then. Um, while the job market is resilient all the while, um, but tech companies uh, that rely on future expected earnings, most notably Meta, completely halted uh, hiring right now. Um, a cost-cutting measure and, and, and strategy alongside just uh, revenues are down more than 50% um, for, for the six largest lenders in the countries, the banks, um, and so there are various good and bad signs um, out there, but what's really important to understand as an investor, consumer, individual, student, whether you're looking to postpone retirement, jumping back into the workforce, possibly considering your graduate degree, um, instead of jumping into the corporate scene altogether, whatever your situation may entail, there are a couple of key steps we can all take, uh, which I've highlighted throughout my previous episodes on here. So make sure to take a listen to those and are sprinkled throughout my content in regards to the planning for the future. And as I always say, planning for the worst and hoping for the best is by far the greatest mantra uh, that you can follow. The Fed in this position right now has the most power in the economy and markets and will dictate whether we plunge really into a recession or not. 
Um, what's certain is uncertainty and investors alike hate it. So the main indicator of a recession at the moment, despite strong results across the board with hiring and a slightly cooling labor market that was posted last week, uh, is with a slowing housing market. Um, our, our, the house uh, is focusing on housing um, is definitely a, a, a barometer on, on how strong cashed up potential uh, future first-time home buyers are, uh, but not to mention whether they feel steady and confident to just fork out thousands up to millions um, on one of the largest expenses of their lives. Mortgage rates are at record highs, close to 7% since the great financial crisis of 08. Uh, this is certainly leading to a slowdown of cooling and buying compared to uh, the, the complete crazy buying spree we had witnessed these past two years when borrowing, borrowing was plentiful and everything was frothy and cheap and speculative as, as ever. Alongside this, companies are starting to cost cut and, and engage in layoffs, uh, which, which are occurring in, in mass um, in, in some industries. This is a red flag and also something to point out as a leading indicator for a recession, not to mention just slowing of spending, uh, where compensation is, is a major cost to corporations. Um, which of course slowing of spending um, is good to cool down inflation, but brings us back to this paradox of wanting to moderate inflation um, to an appropriate amount. These are a few indicators to watch out for as, as we head into Q4 now, um, a few weeks in and, and already into the quarter and now onto the horizon. Well, I hope you all are having your eyes on the Fed right now as, as these paradoxes are making me dizzy, but luckily with a straightforward long-term plan for the next few months, you'll be able to, to better weather the, any storm, especially with a cash cushion, a balanced budget, reliance on yourself, no one else, really important to note, and diversified income streams to really keep you afloat. And of course, with the Fed on all of our minds, we can't help and, and stop think about all the insider trading that's still going on in Congress, if you haven't heard in, in the journal lately. Um, that insider trading is going on on companies that have been lobby that they've been lobbying against. Um, unsure why this is still prevalent in the news. However, this is a bad representation and illustration of financial regulation in this case, and, and shouldn't be going on in this day and age, especially after the meme short squeeze frenzy, whatever you want to call it, back in January of 2021, which which really influenced day trading for Gen Z and millennials first-time investors across the nation. Um, and this is our first real bear market for Gen Z. And, and they've been conflating uh, a luck with a, a bull market for forever and skills with a bull market, uh, which can get dangerous. Anyways, until next time, focus on what you can control, of course, and don't get blindsided by all the schemes and paradoxes and factors out there and just stick to what you know leverage your skills and really rely on yourself. As always, like, subscribe, do whatever you can to help grow um, this podcast and reach more people and ultimately, finally, finally make sense of personal finance. That's our goal. Um, it's, it's a long overdue mission. So see you all next time.